from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, October the 18th, 2021. Hopefully, you had a fantastic weekend filled with uh, good times and good memories and good people or whatever you did this weekend. Hopefully, you made it a good one. Maybe you worked too. That's cool too. Whatever you have to do. Uh, but hopefully, you had a good weekend. Uh, Louis B, your digital host here. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network. New week, which means a whole new whack of content coming your way on the Thai Cats Audio Network, including a brand new episode of the CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill dropping later today wherever you found this podcast. Uh, Ticats remain off. They return to the practice field tomorrow. So today is an off day after the bye week. Uh, They didn't practice over the weekend, so tomorrow will be their first practice ahead of their game on Saturday when they take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. And you can be there. Go to ticats.ca for tickets. Uh, if you want to make sure you're there, it should be a beautiful Saturday afternoon to take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. In the meantime, now very pleased to be joined by RJ Broadhead. You know him as the voice of the Ticats here on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, RJ, I just want to start with that because we'll, we'll talk about the team in a second. But uh, you had told us, you know, this was the first time you were doing play-by-play for football. So it is something kind of brand new. So I, I just kind of want to start the conversation by asking how it's been going for you as a broadcaster what's what's this been like so far what are you saying the old dog can't do new tricks <laughs> i'm not saying that no nope, not even a little bit not even a little but it is it you know you came into the cfl and obviously you'd followed the sport but yep. i mean football play by play is it's an it's a different animal so i i know you're one of the best in the business i'm not trying to say that <laughs> rj but just what's this experience been like for you as a broadcaster it's been wonderful, Louie. First of all, from day one, the tie Cats from top to bottom with Scott Mitchell, Matt Afinick, uh, Dave Cadeau, yourself, uh, everybody we've worked with, there's just an energy about the Tiger Cats that is really refreshing to be around. Everybody is kind of part of the team and wants to win and wants good things and, and has ideas and, and is very creative. So that's been really refreshing to be around. And the team's been great to deal with. Football has been a learning experience. It's a bit like a, a rookie athlete, I guess. Everything happens really fast. And as I've gotten more games under my belt, it's slowed down a little bit. I've gotten to know the, the players really well. I know the Tiger Cats in and out, and I'm getting to know the rest of the league pretty well. And that's a big key. One, one thing with play-by-play is, is to do your prep, but you don't have time to go through your notes. It's a split second. You need to know what statistically is going on with that player, whether it's his first touchdown, uh, third in a row, or or whatever statistical reference can be thrown in there. So a lot of it is is pre-prep. You have the notes there, but either you, you know them at the time or you don't. So it's been – and I'm, I'm a template guy too. I always kind of create my own, whether whatever sport I've been doing. I, I was going through, you know, I, I – Tennis, hockey, uh, both Winter and Summer Olympics, uh, now football. It's been really exciting. I've done soccer, quite a bit of soccer. Um, so they're, they're all different. But it's, it's how you put everything together to help you understand it. I think everybody's different. Everybody has their own systems and, and patterns. But I'm, I'm figuring, figuring mine out, and I've, uh, I've loved it. I, for me, the, the, I don't want to say worst part, but the – the most work is prior to the game and then the game hits and it's fun and, and 
everything just flows and you, you get into the game and it's play by play, literally play, then another play. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's been fun. I, I really, really look forward to the games. And it's funny because it is, it is play after play and there, there might be some time between the whistles, but it's not like in hockey where it's, okay, this is a longer whistle. This is a commercial, right? It's, it's, it's really, it's continuous. And I guess the one thing, and I'm not trying to speak for you here, but I think it, it's helped the, um, the people you've been sitting beside in that booth. And, you know, Absolutely. Full, full credit. I mean, Luke Tasker, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. He, was, he still looks like he can play. Andy Fantu still looks like he can play. But I know, I know working next to Andy, and I know you've been lucky enough to work a couple of games with him. Um, just two guys who – hard to explain it to people who aren't broadcasters, but they make it look – so easy. It's not that easy. We went to school for this kind of thing. These guys, these guys just slid in and, and are, are really doing a great job. So again, not to put words in your mouth, but what's it been like working with those guys? And I know you worked a couple games with Mike Morielli as well. Yeah, well, and we've talked enough, Louis, that uh, you're not putting words in my mouth. That's absolutely true. They've been, they've been great. And it's not a surprise they were really good athletes too, because they're working at the broadcasting side. They listen to the games back. And I always say, in broadcasting, you have to listen to yourself, play the game back. You'll be your own best slash worst critic. Nobody will critique you harder than yourself. And I know both Andy and Luke have listened to games back. They, they improve on things. They add in new things. They, they've been fantastic. Mike Morreale is an absolute pro. He's done hundreds of games. So it's, it's old hat for him, but for, uh, for both Luke and Andy coming in, I think they get better and better every game, and that's saying something because right from game one, they were both really good, and that has definitely, definitely made my job as play-by-play for the Tiger Cats much easier working beside those guys, and fantastic guys, too, on, on top of their, their ability and their knowledge of the game. Just great guys to be around. All right, let's talk about the actual football team here. Here they are. Four and five. I mean, this is not the way they saw the season going, but there really isn't a pessimism around the team. There might be. I've noticed some fans. There is. There are some fans <laughs> out there, and that's that's going to happen. You cheer for a team. You invest your time and energy into cheering for a team, and they don't deliver. You're going to get upset. But around the team, in the building, there there's not a. There, it's more optimism than, than pessimism at this point, despite the record. Absolutely, Louis. It's, it's been a, a tough season to figure out for us as broadcasters. I'm sure the coaches and the players, the fans, everybody's kind of in the same boat. Just when you think the team has taken that step to be the Grey Cup contender, we kind of expected, and expectations are sometimes the worst thing to have in, in sports, but then things kind of go sideways. I, I look at the defense that was such a, a backbone of the team. And then in the last two games, Montreal gets a third and 20 for a touchdown that if they could have stopped that game would have been done. And then against the Argos, Dejan Brissett, who didn't have a reception on third and six, makes an unbelievable catch and keeps the drive alive. And Boris Beattie hits a 51-yard field goal. So a couple of plays there that you could maybe do those plays 10 times and they'd work three or four times out of 10 and they just happen to go against the Tiger Cats. It's, it's been a, a real up and down season. In a way, it's good because Tiger Cats are pretty much guaranteed there's going to be no cruising into the playoffs. It, 
expectations are they will be in the playoffs. There's that expectations word again. But every game's going to mean something from here on in. I, I even look at the Montreal-Toronto game on Friday prior to the Ticats game against Ottawa on Saturday. Who do you want to win that game? You know, Argos win that game, and they're just that much further ahead. Montreal wins it. Now you've got two teams tied for first. Now you're in third. That crossover is is still in play with BC with the same record as Hamilton in fourth place in the West Division. So it's it's been a, a tough year to figure out, maybe all through the CFL. I think a lot of teams, except for Winnipeg, are, are going through this. But for Hamilton, this is it. This is their last bye week of the of the season. Last time they went into a bye week, they had lost two in a row. This time, they lost two in a row going to the bye week and worked out pretty good afterwards. They won two straight, four of their next five. So it's kind of the boat they're in. Now, me personally, I thought these final seven games were going to be a lot different. The three games at home, I did not expect the Tiger Cats to lose the first two, albeit by a combined four points. It wasn't by much, but it's... I kind of thought they'd be in a pretty good spot. Now they really have put themselves in a situation where they have to win. They have to beat a team like Ottawa at home on Saturday. And I, I don't think it's too early now to call them must wins the way Montreal and Toronto are playing. Well, that, that's, I mean, there, there's the, there's the crux of it right there, right? In three of the five losses that the Ticats have this season, it's a total of, I think, five points, right? A one point it loss is, yep. to two, one point losses to Toronto and a three, like that, that we're, we could be talking about a team that's one seven straight, right? If, Absolutely. That's not, yeah. That's not the way football works. I get that. But I mean, it's just like when people are down on this team and, and again, like, Montreal just acquired Trevor Harris. I mean, Trevor Harris is a proven elite quarterback. He's a Ticat killer. I can go back to games in which Trevor Harris, you know, just kind of lit up last year's East final aside. But I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you mentioned the bye week. They're coming back. What are you kind of going to be tuned into this week? What are you going to be looking for? Whether it's, you know, guys coming back. Cause I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier that, you know, this is going to be a big week for, for Dane Evans. This is right in the middle of that four- to six-week calendar. This is going to be a big week for Masoli. He's had a week off. He's coming off a big game. These are What are you going to be tuned into this week at practice? Yeah, I think that's definitely the, the big thing. Um, I was watching Dane Evans before the, the game against Toronto, on, uh, and I thought he looked pretty good. And he, he was out there just in his, you know, workout clothes and he was running and throwing and twisting and different yardages. And I couldn't help but think he can't be far away. So it will be an interesting week for that. Uh, I think Jeremiah Masoli has kept getting better and it was an unfortunate result and his record isn't isn't good. He hasn't been able to put a, a win on the board, but you look at the numbers he put up and the running game was better. Chris Van Zyl, I'm sure helped with that. And hopefully he's a mainstay in the lineup from here on in. It'd be nice to have Brandon Banks back. Uh, health is a major thing, um, but it, it will be interesting to see if Dane Evans is ready to go if he comes back in as the as the number one and he he just seemed to have when he was in there it, it was a calming presence and i'm not saying jeremiah masoli didn't have that but it, it it was kind of the the start of a good role for the tiger cats and we'll see we'll see it's again it's a good situation you've you've got options at quarterback really good quarterbacks 
So if Dane Evans is, is healthy, it's a, it's a good situation for the Ticats, and we'll, we'll let the coaches make the decisions there. But uh, it was a much better offensive uh, performance by the Tiger Cats against Toronto. Yeah, that's such, such a great point. I think, you know, coming out of this bye week, you, you have to expect the Ticats are going to be the healthiest they've been this season. You know, obviously, like Malden, you know, guys who are on the six-game injury list, Miles, Manalo, all those, those guys, you know, we, we hope they're better soon. But Frankie Williams was on the one-game injury list. You mentioned Brandon Banks. So, like, we could be looking at the team the Ticats thought they had week one, week two, which could be scary for the rest of the league and the, the, their, their opponents the rest of the way. Yeah, for sure. And Marcus Green did a good job returning kicks, but just Frankie Williams in there, not only returning, but but on defense as well. He uh, He's just such an important part and maybe gets overlooked sometimes, uh, his defensive play, but definitely hoping he's back. And Ottawa has some issues in that situation too with uh, Devontae Dedman. Is, he was on crutches after their game. So we'll have to see how, how that plays out. But I can't imagine he, if he does play, he's going to be 100%. So two of the best returners in the game. Uh, hopefully we get to see them. But uh, as far as the Ticats are concerned, you're, you're right. Frankie Williams is another big guy to have back. And, and health so important down the stretch. I just hope we get a chance to look back at this season and kind of piece the games together and say, you know what, this was good, this happened at this time. And I kind of thought that's how it was going to go at the start of the year with the two road games, tough places to win, then the bye week, and then winning four or five. I thought, okay, now you got three games at home. Tiger Cats are in good shape here, but it's sport. You never know. And, yeah. and Coach O says it all the time, half the teams lose, and that really – puts it into perspective every week half the teams lose and they expect to win so um saturday it's massive gotta gotta beat the teams that uh that are out of the playoff picture right now and that's the situation the tiger cats are in they in they have to win that's it. Well said. You know what? That's a perfect place to leave the conversation too, man. I appreciate this. Uh, it's Saturday. Uh, we will be on the air. Andy Fantuz and I will be on the air at 3 o'clock with Tiger Cats pregame, and we'll hand it over to you and Luke Tasker, who will have the call 4 o'clock against the Ottawa Redblacks. RJ, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, man. Looking forward to the game, Louie. No problem. Talk to you anytime. My thanks, RJ Broadhead. My thanks to you for tuning in. We are back tomorrow, and so are the Ticats. Finally, some sound from practice. We'll have it tomorrow on Ticats today. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louie B. Hope you have a great day. Ticats Today with Louie B. Subscribe, like, and get your Ticats fix every weekday.